Bullshit. It's the No BS Marketing Show. I'm your host, Dave Mastovich. Our guest today is Josh Freeman, president and founder of Cabby Go, a new ride-sharing app that recently launched in Pittsburgh. We talked in the first episode about how Josh had the idea and whiteboarded it out back in 2009, right when uh, Uber was having their idea. And uh, and then because he had never really built software and, and done a platform like that, he forgot about the idea for a while, then came back to it and developed a MVP, minimum viable product, and launched it on New Year's Eve 2012 in Pittsburgh, had a great response to it. And he's got some benefits for passengers and benefits for drivers. Uh, benefits for passengers are the ability to choose based on price, rating, time to pick up, or vehicle type. You can actually watch the bidding, the uh, driver's bid. There's no surge pricing. Upfront pricing is based on ride request. They have the ability to track drivers. Another interesting thing is you can use credit card or cash. So there are people that don't want to necessarily be tracked for everything they did. And rather use cash. Now, for the actual driver, they keep 90% of the money. So there's higher compensation to drivers, and that translates to lower pricing and better service in theory. So uh, we, we think that's uh, possibly happening for Josh. So, Josh, welcome to part two of the No BS Marketing Show. Hi, thanks for having me. You've uh, talked a lot about how you got to this point, and I want to give you a chance here at the beginning of episode two to uh, maybe walk through your educational background and career journey to this point and what got you to where you were able to build a company like this and get this up and running and now growing. You know, I, I think I think like most people, their roots are in small business. And uh, my roots are uh, in shelling shrimp for my mother's catering company. <laughs> really? Yeah. And if I never see another shrimp in my life, uh, high school was rough for me. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, so you know, I learned about the small business hustle from her. Uh, she uh, had a fine catering company, and, and you know, serviced the capital a lot, a lot of the uh, legislator stuff. Um, and then, um, you know, I was at Pitt for a while, and I was in computer science. And so you grew up in like the Harrisburg. Yeah, County yeah, area. I'm from the Harrisburg area, um, and I ended up here for Pitt, okay. which was just far enough so that my parents couldn't drop in. Uh-huh. <laughs> and this is when Pitt wasn't as nice as it is now you know it was it was it was it was still a little hard to get into but it was not as fancy as it is now but um that's to your advantage that you can oh go, yeah hey, now hey, i'm a pit grad <laughs> my sheepskin's hey. got it's got yeah. some weight now yeah. um so uh anyways i was in computer science and i realized i do not want to spend the rest of my life locked in a room trying to figure out why a semicolon is missing so i i moved to miami and I uh, went to work with my uncle who uh, he was one of the original U-Haul guys uh, and he sold his place for a couple million and retired in Florida. And he said, you know what? I'm going to start another company. So we started discount no frills car rental, which okay. is the best name in the world for a company better than ugly ducking duckling. And uh, I learned how to take four cars and turn it into 400 in four months. And he taught me everything I knew about hustling. And, and I, when I say hustling, I don't mean that in a bad way. I, I think a lot of people have a negative connotation to that. I just mean getting up, working hard, and doing everything right the first time. Uh-huh. And uh, learned a lot from him. And that's where it got really interesting. When I left Miami, uh, I went to work for a Fortune 500. And I got really lucky that I got two weeks of serious sales training. And that, I think, is the basis of the rest of my life. Uh, because I learned how to differentiate your product and how to ask questions and create a message that could lock out the competition 
because I was selling stuff that was the most expensive in the marketplace. And my job was to basically take a customer's wants and needs and identify what my competitor couldn't do and basically creating an implication that would create a problem for the customer. And then I was able to solve that problem with my features. And what company were you with? Uh, it was called, it was called icon, you know, it was basically putting black ink on white paper. That was mm-hmm. our business, whether it was digital, analog, or, you know, we were coming into the digital age here, and it was a super boring industry, but I learned how to turn these little features into must-haves. And if you can do that, uh, then price isn't an issue. And I think that, to me, kind of uh, it kind of put a framework in my life where everything I looked at from that point on was from my uncle's small business mentality and from you know, this corporate sales mentality where you look at, look at a, a you know, what, whatever it is, whether it's an app or a, a laptop, you know, what is, what is different on this that makes it better? And that helps you create that message. I, I don't purport to be a marketer, but I do think I'm a salesman. And, you know, when my PR guy asked me, you know, what's your message? I didn't even really, I had never thought about marketing. Uh, I only thought about how to create a better product and how to lock out the competition. And, it turned out my message was ready. I just had never said it to a PR guy, you know, and he kind of put it into a thing and he made it happen. And there's a lot of value in that. And and you've talked about Tim Colbert here in Pittsburgh yeah. being your PR person who's uh, a pro and he's done a good job for you. Uh, what I love about your background, it's something that I talk a lot about when I speak to students. Uh, I was asked to speak at Point Park recently. I taught uh, this semester at Indiana University of Pennsylvania. And I say how valuable it is to have both sides. I have a corporate background mm-hmm. and I have a turnaround background of mid-sized companies. And then I have a small business background from my dad mm-hmm. and me, me at Mass Solutions. And I will tell you that what you just said rings so true because as much as people can be cynical about big companies uh, and there's bureaucracy and so forth, the reason they're big is because they do a lot of things well and they teach structure. Training. And training. Yeah. And they invest in training. They invest yes. in structure. And that's why I think uh, young people need to realize that having a little bit of experience in both, if you're going to be an entrepreneur is pretty significant. I think you really hit it. And, and, you know, you shouldn't crap all over the young people. They've got tools available to them now that you and I never had. Exactly. And that training is out there, you know, whether it's on YouTube or audacity or uh, audacity or audible. Yes. You know, these are all tools that are available that you can get phenomenal training out of. And dude, some of these young kids, man, they're killing me, man. They're so good. They're amazing. And yeah. the thing about it is I was telling a class today that said they're, they're 22, 23 years old. And I said, I have a 13-year-old son who blows their doors. <laughs> and I don't mean him well, personally. I mean, anyone 13 blows away someone 22 and anyone yeah, 22 right, blows right. away someone 35. Yeah, it's because so of the high-speed internet. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So so you just learned yeah. with different things. A two-year-old now is already, already messing with buttons. Them, clicking yeah, buttons and so forth. Yeah. So it's just a matter of that piece is there. And, and I don't bash millennials, but I do try to point out the comparisons between 
uh, generations that are similarities because there are a lot of similarities between every generation. It's just because we're all this thing called humans. So like as much as we want to say the boomers are this and the Xers are that and yeah. millennials are this, there's still some core beliefs. Sure. So I was just saying that anyone, even someone 40 that's saying, I think I want to go start live my dream. It's if out they, there. If they've been all corporate, yeah. that's okay. Yep. But if they've been partially corporate, maybe a mid-sized company and maybe one small business, it's going to help them so much more yes. because when I go out and talk to a CEO of a multi-billion dollar company, I can talk that language because I was in a multi-billion yep. dollar company, but I can also talk to a CEO in a $20 million dollar company because I can relate to that too. And that yeah. really helps. Uh, you know, after years of wearing a monkey suit, um, you get pretty good at talking to corporate people, you know, and you know how to keep your mouth shut and you know what to say and you know that they don't want to have their time wasted. You know, just get to the point. And I, I met some amazing, uh, I was in India three times in the last year and I was at a uh, Jaipur startup festival and I got snuck into the VIP room and I met the CEO of the third largest cell phone maker in the world. And I explained my app to him. And with it, I mean, this guy was so sharp within 30 seconds, he understood everything. And I was, I was happy that my message was on point. And I was, I guess my point is, it helps to have experience to talk to people. Absolutely. That's it. Josh Freeman, the founder and CEO of Cabby Go, here on the No BS Marketing Show, which is brought to you by Audible.com, which Josh just mentioned that he uses. I use it. You can get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash no BS. Try a book like Real Food, Fake Food, Why You Don't Know What You're Eating and What You Can Do About It by Larry Elbridge. Again, download it for free today at audibletrial.com slash no BS. And you'll get it for free. Our 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. I'm passionate about Audible. That's why they're, I'm passionate about them as a sponsor because I really do believe that uh, podcasts and Audible can be game-changing for all of us as far as a personal and professional growth standpoint. Well, I'll tell you what. I, the Turnpike is a great time to listen to that stuff. If, you, if you're corporate and you're on the road all the time, I burn through books. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's a smart uh, tip. So other than family, who are your mentors? You mentioned your uncle, but other than family, who are your mentors and uh, how have they impacted you? Um, you know what? Yeah, my uncle Robbie down in Miami was definitely uh, up there. Um, my mentors. That's a great question. I've got uh, a gentleman that I, I helped. You know, I was in the mortgage business for a while and uh, we specialized in subprime. And I had uh, I had a seller who contacted me for a commercial deal, and he had a, a mobile home park. And you know, I was kind of pretentious about it. I was like, you know, what am I going to do with this? It turned out it was like a five million dollar mobile home park. And the more I talked to this guy, you know, he might be from the south, and he might, you know, I don't want to say people from the south sound stupid, but he played that card that he was, I'm just a poor boy from down South. You know, he played it all the time. And I realized this guy is a goddamn genius and uh, he knew how to deal with people. I mean, he, he was just really uh, another small businessman that built from nothing to something. Well, talk about that for a second, what you did there, because it's happened to all of us. I've been guilty of myself for you. I get a lead and I go, come on. Hey. And I, and I go and I call this lead up and I go, oh shit, I was judging that book by its you cover. You never know, you know, <laughs> and you know, you get these leads and you got to follow up on everything no matter what. And you do it quick and you don't put it off and you don't play phone tag, you know, get in. Everybody's got a different sales process. It depends on the product. You know, with mortgages, you take an application, you run the credit, you you know, you put together something, you order an appraisal, title, close the deal. Um, 
it, it depends on what it is, but I don't care what sales organization you're in, you always return the call. And you always, if you don't know the answer, you say you don't know, and you just tell them you're going to call them right back. And then you call your manager. Yeah. <laughs> or whoever knows the answer. Yeah. Just get it done. But you don't bullshit. Exactly. You thing. never bullshit. We, yeah. we, we all have had bad sales experience. So we then lump and say salespeople are this. Those are they're, shitty salespeople. Yeah. But they're shitty salespeople. Yeah. They're shitty marketers. They're shitty yes. PR people. They're shitty accountants. They're shitty uh, attorneys. So don't label it's an crazy. entire industry. Right. But sales. PR marketing have all been lumped into this shitter bucket when it's only because our yeah. shitty people are noticed more than a shitty accountant. Yep. Yeah. I don't, I don't, when it's a good salesman, yeah. it doesn't even feel like sales. It's kind of annoying because you get to the end and you're like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> like this product's amazing and it does exactly what it's supposed to do and it's making my life easier. It, it's hard, it's hard to hate a good salesman. You were just talking about mass solutions, right? Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Josh Freeman, uh, Cabby Go. We're going to talk more about Cabby Go, but first I do want to hit you hard because it is the No BS Show. Talk about a learning experience when maybe you were a BS employee, a tough boss, or your communication was not what it needed to be. Looking back, when do you think you might have been guilty of some BS? I totally regret telling this story because it paints me in a terrible light. But we used to play wiffle ball on the street every day at noon, mm -hmm. I basically ran a mortgage brokerage that was like a frat house. Okay. And we'd have a barbecue, we'd watch Family Guy, and we'd play <laughs> wiffle ball <laughs> in the middle. And these are all like college grads. Like, we're all just doing our thing, doing sales. The demo is mostly people in their 20s. Yeah, yeah. I And long story short, um, I started using the wiffle ball bat as an attention getter in the office. And if, if I heard somebody on the phones saying something wrong, it sounds like boiler room. It's so terrible. I would whack the back of their seat. Well, one day, my best friend was doing sales, and he said something, and I whacked the back of his seat. And it was it was like 8 a.m. on a Monday, and we have our Monday morning sales meetings at like 9, 9 a.m. And he threw his coffee all over me, and I realized I have turned into a total dick. <laughs> Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he apologized to me, and I apologized to him, and I never used the wiffle ball bat again. But uh, I had to run home and change. So in that case, in that case, it was totally me at fault. So you learned that you 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 were doing something that you initially did. It was funny the yeah, first time you did right. it. Everybody laughed. Yeah. So then you thought, okay, this what is a way a to jerk. make a point, and you did it uh, again and yeah. again. And then you realized later that that was. The first time that was funny was once, and probably could have left it. At it that. actually worked. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, when I looked when I when I got coffee thrown at me, I realized this is not normal. <laughs> sure. You know, it's not cool. Yeah, and luckily it was my best friend, so sure. he didn't give a shit. I mean, he was pissed off. But, yeah, you know, it, it all worked out, and that of course that'll never happen again. In case, and, and that was, was years ago. years ago. I was just a young dumb kid. It was my first corporation that I ever owned, and I was everybody was making money. It was it was great. But uh, you know what other bullshit? No, that's okay. Yeah. You gave us one. I mean, don't you don't okay. have to be too? Yeah, you know, yeah. If you I want to give another one. Fine, no, but yeah. like you already gave one. That's that tough. was cool. I, you <laughs> you know, admitted I've, something there. You're vulnerable. I like it. I, I've I've worked for bosses that you know. I don't know where you stand on the political spectrum, but when I look at George Bush Jr., you know. That guy's my hero, and I'll tell you why. Because if that guy could do it, anybody could. And I looked at the same thing with my old boss. I said, this guy is such an idiot. I mean, he couldn't even, I mean, he couldn't do basic math in his head. And we're in the business of math. And I was just like, you know what? I'm, I can do this better. And that's what I did. 
So that's the short story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we I, we are a product of our environment, and we've learned from good and bad bosses. And I've even had yes. good bosses who did some bad things, yeah. Yeah. but they are or still, implementations yeah, or something yeah. went wrong, and you learn from or like a style yeah. thing, like you had. Like you know, there's sometimes like you know everybody gets frustrated. Uh, okay, here's a great example. I'm a basketball guy, and LeBron James is phenomenal, and he's the first, in my opinion, in my lifetime, he's the first athlete to live up to the hype. And what I mean by that is Michael Jordan wasn't hyped from age 15 or 13 oh, oh, like right, LeBron was. Right. And LeBron lived up to the hype, and he's a great person. And that's I've never thought thing, about that. That's the yeah. thing that makes LeBron amazing. He's a great person. Right. So he has a shitty game the other night, and a shitty game for him is still better than 97% of the <laughs> right, people on the right. earth. So he has a shitty game for him, and he gets mad at a fan who screams at him and a reporter screams at him. I saw this. Okay. Yeah. So right. here's my point to that, though. We're all going to get frustrated. And there's been times where I was frustrated and raised my voice. There's been times I frustrated and made a face. Yeah. There's been times you were frustrated just, and you happened to go a little extreme and hit it with a baseball bat. But it was a wiffle ball. B- bat. Wiffle bat. But but the point is, like I had a boss yeah. who yelled at me a lot, but that right. guy was a great guy. Yeah. And he knew that that was just a, a, a flaw that he had to work on. I have to work on me every day. Every person has to work on me. So like LeBron James is the greatest player on the planet had a game that he wasn't happy with. So you come up to him and you dick on him. And you we expect that we come to expect that you can dick on LeBron. He just goes, Yeah, I'm gonna say the standard he line. Little, he was a little sensitive. But he yeah. So he was this thing called a human. Yeah. And so my point is that's where the world has become is we take the worst event of anyone mm-hmm. and we try to make that them. Mm-hmm. And that's just not realistic because they're human. Now that being said, you can't do insane things. I'm Obviously. not I'm not advocating that it's a, that, yeah. that LeBron could be an ass every day. And I don't even know what he did was all that bad. He had an but off the, day, but with social media, you're yeah, screwed. Yeah, yeah. So so like to that point I think that it's it's just about, you know, we all have to have personal growth. We all have to be vulnerable, yes. admit that we could have did better. Yes. And then try to get better. But even on our best day, we're still gonna be this thing called human. <laughs> so, you, you know, people people are people. Yeah. They're gonna have their rough days and, and if you can learn from your mistakes and other people's mistakes. I'm not the same person I was 10 years ago, and I'm not the same person I was 10 years before that. I'm that's, a totally different person. And that's called growth. Yeah. So here's here's the idea that I have that's uh, yes, kind of humorous, and I've talked about this with Audrey Russo of the Pittsburgh Technology Council yeah. and uh, a, a great leader in this region. And interestingly, we kind of came to this same idea um, separately. And the idea is this, is every time I get in an Uber, uh, I'll be in an Uber with friends or family, and they kind of say, what's your deal? Because I immediately go, I start talking. I say, how long have you been doing this? What I can't keep my mouth shut when I get in these. Yeah. So I want to turn it into a, a podcast where – I was – But wait, see, here's the flip were side. Were we talking about no, this? No, but oh. here's the flip side. A lot yeah. of people have said, let's have the Uber driver be the podcaster interviewing the people they pick up. And that's okay. That's a cool option. But I think go the other way because uh-huh. a lot of people have talked about that because it gets them to be the – get in and we'll tell you this. But I'm saying I'd rather go and – ride with multiple Uber drivers or multiple cabby go drivers. Uh, Can I tell you about these drivers? And interview them. It's crazy. The drivers I meet. I mean, I meet former super township supervisors. I've met corporate salesmen. I've met the entire gambit of drivers. It's insane to me. I, I, I don't know why I'm surprised. 
It's, These are just people that want to so make an extra buck. You know? so, inter- so here's the yeah. way we do this. We partner on this and we'll do okay. the Cabby Go podcast and I'll ride and interview people. Okay. And we have to figure out a way to get it sponsored and all that stuff yeah. because what it would be is you get in the car mm-hmm. and it'd be even cooler if we could somehow videotape it, which is, this probably, is much probably, better than my speed probably, date pr- idea. Probably pretty, probably pretty easy, but like, again, you know, I, I, I just want to be the talent. Like, okay. like yeah, Vince yeah, Vaughn yeah, in that yeah. one movie when he says, I'm the talent with him and his brother were the tour, they yeah. were the equivalent of Just Ducky. Uh, I just want to be the talent. I don't want to have to worry about any of the technological aspect or the promoting, but I get in the vehicle and I start talking to the driver mm-hmm. and it's potluck. Like we do five yeah. in a row. We go to five different places. And yeah, just you just see hit the what happens because sometimes yeah. it sucks. Sometimes yeah. the interview is horrible because I've done this like yeah. 50 times already. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, how long have you been doing this? Year. And then <laughs> it's yeah. one word answered. But that's yeah. okay. That's what will yeah. make it funny. Yeah. So I think we got something there. Maybe not. Maybe it's, I'm, maybe it's I'm a in. shitty idea. Maybe, no, I, yeah. Just, maybe, just maybe it's, <laughs> but maybe not. All right, so when it comes to messaging, we have to understand both our why, our reason for being, and our customer's why, our reason for buying. We then need to crystallize that into one big idea, one memorable message or theme that makes an emotional impact on our target audiences. So for Cabby Go, this is your chance. Mm -hmm. You've been talking about it through both episodes, but this is your chance to really tell us what's your big idea. Drivers bid and you win. It's really about choice. It's up to drivers uh, to make more money, and it's up to riders to want to save more money. And we try to put those two together. It's about choice. Drivers bid, and you win. But there's another piece to it, too. It's almost like drivers bid, you win, drivers win. (laughs) Yeah, everybody wins. I mean, that's the best part. Once you choose that driver, you're both on amicable terms. The driver chose the pricing, and you chose the driver, and that to me is the definition of a contract. And the driver, yeah. but but to your one of your one of your key selling points is that your drivers retain more of the fare, so they have to be more hap- They have to be happier with that. I mean, you, <laughs> I you, can't, you, you can't. There's no logical reason why that driver wouldn't be happier if they're getting I, higher. Pay. I have had okay. I'm glad you brought that. Do we have time? Yeah. Oh, cool. Sure. You know, it blows my mind when I introduce Capigo to new drivers and they freak out and tell me it's a shitty idea. And I'm like, first off, you haven't even tried it. And secondly, you've been burnt so many times that you can't even get out of the mindset that there is even a possibility of rideshare being amicable to anyone. Like these guys have been hurt so many times by current options that it's just, it's painful. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like, a yeah, I don't, I don't want to draw an analogy, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're they're battered. Yes. <laughs> These guys are they're damaged goods. Yes. These drivers are very upset, and yes. they're so upset they they can't even pull out of the hole. So, what was the question? We're with Josh Freeman, the president and founder of Cavigo. We're having a lot of fun going off in all kinds of different tangents, so we're forgetting the questions, the answers, and really where we are. Josh, now's the time for you to help our audience pick a tool oh, that'll help man. them in whatever way you oh. want. It could be a tool to okay. help tell their story or craft their message or communicate, but it could also just be a tool that makes them more productive. What's a tool other than Cabby Go? Because that's a tool they could use, but what's another tool? I'm going to, this is going to be sound a little silly. Okay. But when I was in high school, I was a total introvert. Like it was, it was bad. I, I in a million years, I never thought I'd be in sales uh-huh. ever. And there was this book called the fine art of flirting. Uh-huh. And it sounds like a silly book, uh, but for a kid in high school, it changed my life. And then after that, you know, once I got into sales, um, there's this guy, Kevin, uh, 
I forget his name, uh, but he wrote this book called Getting Into Your Customer's Head. It's a, it's a classic sales, Fortune 500 sales book. And it talks about by knowing and by learning, you know, and I know I'm talking about sales here, but that that's kind of I'm no, into the psychology yeah. of sales. That's yeah. my thing. And this book was really influential on everything that I did from after 2000. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, changed my life. Both so of, what was the title of the book again? Yeah. The book was called getting into your customer's head and I'm not plugging it. We're gonna, no, we're going to put yeah. that on the show notes because oh, cool. we put all yeah. the tools uh, onto the show notes. And then for our younger listeners, we're going to have the, uh, the fine, fine art of flirting. Yeah. And that's by Joyce Jilson. And it's, t- I think it's out of print, but I think you can download a PDF or something, but okay. and it, don't judge a book by its cover. Right. Because look at the $5 million <laughs> trader park guy. Yeah, dude. It, it, exactly. So great show, man. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, anything that you thought I would ask you, Josh, that uh, that I didn't? Um, I think we hit everything. I'm, I'm really excited about launching Pittsburgh. Yeah. So oh, if, there, if there are any drivers out there, uh, go to cabbygo.com and click on careers and you can sign up for our background process there. And Tom at cabbygo.com will underwrite your file. And other than that, that's uh, – and if you're a writer – you know, of course, go to your app store or Google Play and download Cabigo, C-A-B-B-Y-G-O, Cabigo. And Cabigo listeners is, uh, you know BSers out there, Cabigo is a retro name. It doesn't mean a cab's coming to get you. It's playing off of the retro aspect. They were the ones that did it legally, completely legally. They they actually made an initiative to work with cabs. And it is a ride service with drivers. They're not coming up to your place in a cab cab vehicle. It's Cabigo with a retro name. Josh Freeman's been a fantastic guest, a lot of interesting stuff. You got to go try the app. Go try it. Alec, did you download it yet? Download it. I'm going to download it. We're going to I make, used it today. We're going to make <laughs> sure we're going to make sure everyone at Mass Solutions has cool. to use it cuz we're going to give you a free mystery shop. Cuz oh. we do mystery shopping for clients and you should consider this as you continue to grow. Okay. We cuz in addition to the podcast I do that you and I are going to partner on. Okay, cool. Uh, but we're going to also uh, mystery shop for you and we do mystery shopping because a big piece of what Mass Solutions does is marketing intel. And that is going oh, out and talking to customers, yeah. seeing what customers see, hearing what customers hear. So we mystery shop for clients where we go out and find, recruit, and train actual shoppers. So this yes. would be yeah, free no, because we're just doing it Thank ourselves. Thank you. Yeah. Normally we'd go find shoppers. I love getting but user we're going to shop it and we're going to give you feedback yeah. and we're going to compare it in the time frame. And uh, like I said, most of us use Uber a lot. Yeah. We're going to come back and say to you, here's what was good compared to Uber. Here's what wasn't as good. Here's what scared me. Here's what didn't scare me. And that way you get some free marketing intel. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us for the No BS Marketing Show. And Josh, thanks for being on. Thank you. Visit MassSolutions.biz for show notes plus additional marketing and messaging resources. Sign up for light reading or weekend review where you'll receive timely, valuable ideas to improve your marketing and transfer your message. It really is light, hence the name, intended to be read in two minutes or less, and it just might trigger bright, hence the name, like our logo, the light bulb going off. Bright ideas for you. Again, visit MassSolutions.biz and sign up. Remember, ask yourself, what's the big idea? And build your story around the answer. It's all about bold solutions, no BS.